Yeah, you might actually, you might actually join like exactly the same time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at you lost faces. I see you guys in ages, bro. Clean, you bro. know, this thing is looking. Yeah, do you know what? this, bro. <laughs> I'll try, I'll try. What did you do? Tell us, tell us more. What did you do? Nothing, you know, I just, I just shape it, really. Ah, wow. Somehow fades small, small, somehow. Mm. <laughs> Wait, did you make it fade? Did you make the, the look at Afo's beard as well? Jesus, bruv. <laughs> ah, Afo, you look, you look different, bruv. You look like a different person. Wow, <laughs> like... I look at it all the time in the mirror. I'm like, wow. See what? Oh, Don't pick up like this, bruv. This is nuts. Whoa, whoa. I don't. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I feel proper like fam. Man's man's got beard, beard. Have you yeah. got beard? Have you, Michael? Have you been shaving yours down? Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, nah, it should be bigger now. Should be bigger you know, by now. Because with the high hair, yeah, it, it kind of just, it looked a bit, it had to kind of trim it down. Looking mad. But I just want to shave my head off, you know. I can't lie. <laughs> I just want to shave all my hair off because I look crazy. I look, <laughs> underneath this, I look crazy, man. I just want to get rid of it, but, you know, we move. Nah, 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 nah. No way, audience can never see it. Wow, crazy. Come and see. No way. Wow, bro. Now I'm, old I'm, people, I'm vain. I don't care. I'm vain. I'm vain. I don't even care. I don't care. You can't <laughs> see in my hair. No way. Nah. <laughs> nah, nah. I look. Do you know what? Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest with you, yeah. It's depressing. I won't even lie. It's depressing. So I'm losing my hair. Every time I go into the bathroom, I just look at it and I'm just like, I can't believe what's happened to my hairline. I can't believe it. Yeah. And as I grow it out, it's just what? far more visible. So it's just, it's, I just look crazy. So I just need Frank to open up ASAP, or I'm just gonna have to go. So I'm just gonna have to buy some clippers and just do skinhead. Mm. <laughs> I'm just have to do skinhead. Actually, rate the What's it? I said I wrote the skinhead gang thing. Wait, I'm just I'm just trying to sort out my internet because it's uh Okay. <coughs> How do I check my connection? Yours is fine, bro. It's only Michael. Well, what's mine looking like? Cause you know it has the bars. Mm. At the bottom. The screen, I don't I think know I when it changes. Bars, so I don't even know. I don't know. Just, okay. Once I have this thing in How's how's quarantine for you guys? Yeah, no, it's blessed. Yeah. Alright, so we're getting through. Last it feels like the last few days for some reason. Feels like we're about to get to kick things off again. Released. Yeah. It feels like the period's like over. Hmm. Nah, you know, I'm loving this beard. I'm sorry. Sorry to bring it back. I'm loving it. It looks so good. It looks wholesome. Yeah. Bring the camera. Let me see. Bring the camera to your um, face like this. 
like as yeah. in not not down, bring bring it up like that. Yeah, yeah. that man. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Man, like, even your skin, your skin is glowing, bro. What are you yeah, using? Good, yeah, you know? do you know what? That's 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 what I'm shocked about the skin. <laughs> wow. Right, yeah, because I, I looked at myself in the mirror today and I was like, rah. I think it's just the sun and I've been drinking quite a bit of water. You know, like that. Yeah, just you know, like that. Water. Sun, drink water. Mm. I've been playing basketball um, by myself for the past week, over a week now. Right. Okay. So. <clears throat> <clears throat> going to the court every morning or every afternoon, shooting hoops and stuff. And obviously, because it's sunny, it's like I'm getting plenty of vitamin D whilst I'm shooting as well. Mm. I'm back, you know, drinking water, obviously, to keep hydrated. Mm. Now it's like... Michael, I like you come, you know. We can go to the court near yours, you know. Yeah, let's go, man. I mean, you know what, Merrick was saying he wanted to play, actually, as well. Is it? Um, let's do it. I'm down. Yeah. Okay, I'm you know what? This thing is trying to act up with me, guys. But let's. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. If it, if it does cut out, then hopefully I'll be able to connect to the other internet. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. Man, oh man! Wow. Well, we've got um a lot to to discuss. Uh, discuss, this week. boy. Got things to discuss, boy. It's a madness. Well, welcome, guys, uh, to another episode of the Point Podcast. Where's Afro, Mike, and Enoch? As we uh, bring you content on a Wednesday. Um, we're currently recording this on Blackout Tuesday, mm-hmm. and uh, currently the whole of social media is shut down um, as a result uh, in retaliation to obviously what happened to uh, George Floyd, but also just an undercurrent that I think really was bubbling up for much much time and i think this issue that happened with george floyd was definitely the uh the straw that broke the camel's back um and so social media is on complete shutdown everybody's posting black images with the hashtag blackout tuesday um to just really stand in solidarity with um our brothers and sisters in the in the us but also to recognize uh the atrocities that happened to black lives across the the entire world especially here in the uk as well um and you know you guys know the kind of content that we produce we produce content that is definitely uh bringing of the faith world but the real world uh together um definitely from the black man's perspective and i think um you know right now we've seen a few responses um that have come out as a result of uh from churches church leaders brands companies corporations individuals high profile influencers all sorts of different kinds of people who have who have come to make statements about uh what they think um of said incident that happened in uh in the US and the wider uh black lives matter movement and it's challenging it's challenging because a lot of us have um are not are not well pleased with what with what's going on but um i guess like we'll just open up the conversation what what um yeah, the floor's open, guys. What do you like? What, how are you like feeling at this moment in time? Um, you know, what's going through your mind? What's on? What's on your heart? All of that kind of stuff, man. Well, um, firstly, I'm tired. You know, that's that's the first thing. Um, over the past few days, I've been having like different conversations with people, just to you know understand their perspective and what they're feeling right now. And as much as the conversation needs to be, I think centered around um as much as i feel the conversation is currently centered around um 
George Floyd, police brutality. What I've done is that I've essentially centered it around my experiences. I think just to make it a bit more personal, whilst not ignoring what has happened in America, um, what I'm essentially trying to do is find a way in which I'm able to personalize it, but then also find a means to be able to eradicate racism, which is essentially the, the big conversation, right? Um, and so I've just been thinking about myself, my actions, what I have done. And this is not to, this is not to say that I am going to be a part of eradicating racism. I'll get to that. But like, in terms of like my, the things that I can do to, to almost, almost negate racism in some, in some perspectives, for example, speaking about economic power not just speaking about it, actually doing something to put myself in a position to do that because I'm of the opinion that money equals power, right? Mm. Those people that have the most money will talk the most. They'll, they'll, they'll be the ones, if, they don't, if they're not talking the most, they're the ones making the most moves. They're the ones that are influencing how the world moves. Do you get? So you look at America, we look at white America, right? they designed their country in a in a way in which it benefits them the ruling class are white right so whatever they say goes and because of the system that they've had in place for such a long time it exploits black people and you can even say the same thing about the uk we're around like one percent of the of the total population in this country right whatever they again whatever the ruling white class says goes and I'm not saying that we don't have people in power, people of our colour in power, but we don't have enough. We don't have enough people in positions to actually make the needle move. So I'm not, this is not just me just talking about it. I'm actively doing things to make sure that we change that narrative, not just in the UK, not just US, but back home as well in Nigeria, because enough stuff is going on there. Do you know what I'm saying? So... I just want to make sure I'm doing what I can to play my little part to change the narrative because it has to change, man. How frustrating! Can you imagine being black? Being black is long, you know. Despite it being, despite despite me never wanting to change my race, I would never change my race for anything, yeah. But it's tiring, fam. I'm tired because how many times have we had this conversation? <laughs> you know, Did you not post yesterday on 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 Instagram about the protest that we all attended in 2016. I can't even remember who died. That was four years. That was that's four years ago. Next month, right? <laughs> I'm tired, but we move that, because we have that to. Trayvon? That Trayvon, was it Trayvon? Was it Trayvon? Trayvon. I think because it was we. Because I remember it was around. We actually did an episode on it. I think, or we we must have spoken about it. Yeah, I think, I think, about what the protest was going on. <sighs> I can't, I, I can't even remember. But that's a, that's, see, that's the terrible thing is the fact that we don't even remember who, right? Mm. We don't even remember who died. There's so many names out there that we don't know about. I, I saw a tweet this morning, someone died in Louisiana. I forgot, I forgot the name already because it's like there's so many that that it's like, you know, someone said this is genocide. But like, I'm not, I'm not surprised. It's done in a very covert um, passive aggressive way, mm. or aggressive, but aggressively passive aggressive. Mm. Like they're, they're, you know what? For me, I think the way I feel about it is, I don't, I don't really know what to do, man. And that's why, and I feel, I feel 
not when you feel powerless, but not just powerless, but like, like you're like stuck. Mm. Yeah. I don't. I'm, I feel stuck. Mm. I don't know what to do. I don't really know what to say. I don't know how to feel. Like, of course, like I can feel angry, but then my anger in itself is not going to change anything. What I do is what changes things. Mm. And even then, I'm like, okay, am I going to do enough? Can I do enough? Can we do enough? Even if 10 of my friends got together, we started doing something, is it enough? It's like, of course, change w- will come, but that <laughs> then it gets me asking again, like, how, how long can it take or is it... You, <laughs> Okay, so Afro was talking about how white America built America to suit them. Mm-hmm. You know how long it took them to do that? So are we years. saying that hundreds of years? So how and long do you think Right, pardon? And they built it off of the backs of black people. See what I'm now, saying? How, long, how long would it take us to do that? Um, one of our friends, Oti, um, shout out to Oti, he said... Um, in the group chat earlier, he said that, you know, it starts in Africa. Like, Africa has to stand on their own. The nations, bruv, China are out here buying property and land and lakes and rivers in Africa. And they're just giving it to them, like, yeah, take it. And then we get taxed on the fish that we, we fish. Right. And it's like, things like that, like, you can't... <laughs> You have to deal, you, I feel like you have to deal with that first. We need a motherland. We have our motherland, but our motherland seems to be owned by someone else. Yeah. You know? We need, we need a motherland, like, you know, it's like we're playing, you know, as someone mentioned earlier in the group, I mean, someone mentioned, oh, it's a game, it's a game. You know, in the playground in, in, in primary school, you used to play like it or, you know, stuck in the mud, there was always a home that mm. someone could run to for safety. When things got a bit sticky, you go home and you're safe. No one can touch you. I don't feel like that too tough with Uganda. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people feel like that too tough with their, their respective African countries. I'll be honest, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel like that with Nigeria. There's always this talk about um, going back home, right? Yeah. And I'm like, what am I going back home to? But we can't. That's the thing. We we say we are. Oh, you know, I'm going back to Nigeria. I'm going back to. Uganda. What am I going back home to? So what? We go back and then what? What? What are we going to have? Mm. The country have, itself has not built this, itself up. Yeah, this, this is it. Because I feel like even I don't know about you guys, but when I go back to Jamaica, it's kind of like I'm British in Jamaica over mm. here. It's like I identify as Jamaican. So it's like even us mm. as black, we just have this like in betweenness about us where we don't really identify with either place. Um, I think like what Enoch's saying about feeling helpless and not not knowing what to do, it definitely does. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like this whole this whole movement it definitely does call into question. You know how? What I think of is how have we survived for so long? Like I think for anybody who's not black and listening to this, I think we've become so accustomed to some unconscious bias and racism in our lives that we just see it as a norm. So whether it's the the small things like um, code switching at work and putting on your white voice at work yeah. or, or whether it's like, you know, walking past a police officer and thinking, I wonder if they think I'm a criminal. And I spoke to one of my white friends the other day and she was, when I told her that's what I think when I walk past them, I'm not doing anything wrong. 
But just the big fact that I think in my mind they're walking past me, do they think I'm a thug or something? Yeah. Wow, like, is that, is that what goes through your mind? And that for me, I'm like, well, yeah, isn't that what goes through everyone's minds? Do you see what I'm saying? It's just, we've normalised and become, we've we've been so subdued into a racist um, society that we can't even begin to unpack what it looks like to be a black person in this in this country the u.s we've normalized it you see what i'm saying oh yeah white people are racist so on and so forth i think like um some of the things that um afro that you're talking about in terms of you know personalizing it to your own situation i definitely did that like today i was thinking like he imagine imagine George is like your uncle. And I know it's a horrible thing to think about, but our uncle or a parent or a family member, and you're literally watching that. The reason why we have to do that as people, as painful as it is, the reason why we have to do that as, as people is because if we don't internalize it for ourselves, we will just, you know, engage with privilege. Whereas, you know, oh, we don't live in America. They can't do that to us in America, in, yeah. in the UK. Or, oh, you know, not my family member. Do you see what I'm saying? But it very much could be. Um, in terms of like uh, this this conversation, in terms of um, b- being black and a Christian, of course, right? Um, now, we find ourselves <laughs> in uh, in two interesting spaces right now because yes, we're black. You know, the faith that we believe in was actually used to enslave our people, misrepresented and manipulated to enslave our people. Let's just get yeah. that. Let's just be real about it. We're not going to hide that. Yeah. There's no hiding that anyway. It's fact. Um, yeah, yeah. How do we... But then also, if we cling to a faith that we're like, okay, cool, this is supposed to be the redemption of the world. How do we... How do we navigate through all three of those things? Being black, seeing our people suffer, knowing that our faith has been used to oppress us or mis- manipulated to oppress us, misquoted, whatever, you know, however you want to put it, but then also still clinging and holding fast to it. The big question, because I've heard about some of the responses we've seen from certain leaders in the in the faith, but we'll talk. <laughs> okay, I can, I can find, I can, if anyone needs, I can find you know some some stories about about the Christian faith and slavery and um, slave masters that had you know or let's say slave masters or white people that were in power that read the Bible and were like wait this isn't right like we're doing it all wrong and kind of actually fought for the slaves. It's talking about like William Wilberforce and then man. Right, 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 and this this is the thing. So like, of course it was used in such a way, but you got to remember that black people back then they didn't read. So it's not even like they understood what was going on. So when they when they were told, oh, this is how you should be, whatever, blah, 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 they couldn't read it for themselves to actually see what was written in the Bible about slavery or anything really about the equality of man, that God is not partial, that God doesn't see, that sort of doesn't hold anyone above anyone else. You know what I mean? But they were told that and they believed it, of course. But how can we hold fast to something that was used it's the same way, I guess, you know, we can hold fast to a lot of things that we use. You know, like so many things were used to to do wrong, you know? Some, Don't like, you okay, think... Like, let's, okay, let's take... I don't okay, know why I thought of McDonald's for some reason. It's so stupid, but I thought of McDonald's. Like, McDonald's is bad. We know we shouldn't eat it, but people still hold so, 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 let me let me give... This, this is a bit weird, yeah, but let's say, for example... Um, Someone could say, someone could say, okay, 
rape is wrong and yeah it is wrong but then someone could also say oh because rape is wrong people should boycott sex because it's, it was used in the wrong way it was it was perverted and misused and therefore it people should stay away from it you can't you can't say that and in the same way like just because our faith was perverted and misused doesn't necessarily mean that everyone should boycott it or not accept it because do you know what i mean i think that's the key is the the key word is perverted there because i think i remember i did a course um i say it was a course my church did a talk on like the the kind of africa and 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 christianity and how it all plays and the way it was broken down to me i was like wow we really are the original people like we really are the people, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if before, you know, people are like, yeah, black Jesus, black Adam and Eve, you know, <laughs> kind of just from pictures that we see. I was like, no, we're actually the people. Like, yeah. historically, we are the people. The people of the Bible in the first beginning days looked like us. And mm-hmm. I mean, and, even the, I swear it describes Jesus having hair almost like our texture as well. Lambswool. It says that Jesus has hair like lambswool. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Afro kind of hair, do you see? So, mm-hmm. For me, it's like, it, it, that for me helped me a lot when it came to kind of, um, because I feel like there's a difference between the church's response sometimes to racism and what the Bible's and God's response is to, to racism or injustice. And I think it's easy to marry up the two sometimes. So for me, that helped to eradicate this whole idea of, oh, white man's religion and yeah you know, so it helps me to look to look to look at what the bible actually is as opposed to how it was perverted and used but then again i'm open to learn i don't know all the facts but you know. do you know what i would say about it i almost feel like you know when you know you know back in the day when your mum would beat you yeah and then she would just leave you after she's beating you yeah she just let you cry <laughs> yeah mm. I almost feel as if I'm not comparing non-believers to babies. Definitely not doing that yet. But it's almost like it's the pain that they're going through, especially black non-believers. That is, it's hard. Even, even as, even as uh, black believers, like, we go through a stage sometimes where we're just like, like, I actually can't believe the white man did this to us. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's painful because it's not, especially when, you, when you're aware, yeah, you'll realise that this is something that has been in the making for centuries yeah. and you're still feeling the pain now you've realized that they've been joking you in your back for such a long time and yeah. you've just realized i think mm-hmm. sometimes it's important to give people the opportunity to scream mm-hmm. and just to just lash out and say everything that they need to say do you know what i'm saying but i think it's almost it's always important for us as black believers yeah to always come from a position of love, yeah. compassion, yeah. to sympathize, to understand. Yeah. Because we're there. Just yeah. because just because we we are Christians, we believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and our Savior, yeah, doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean that we don't feel the pain as well. No. But it's not as if it's not as if I could change I change my skin color as soon as yeah. I become Christian. Yeah, exactly. I'm there, I'm here, I'm feeling it, I'm experiencing it. Yeah. I'm a product of what has been created, what has been manipulated, mm. you know? So, 
for me, I always, I always look at it from a position of love because I got friends here that are like, man, they're so anti, anti Christian. They're like, that's a white man's religion, and I could never look at them and just be like, man, your soul, what's wrong with you? You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like, man, I get you, I get mm-hmm. you. Although we mm-hmm. differ in that capacity, in that space, we differ in terms of ideology. Definitely. I know where you're coming from, man. I know where mm. you're because man will still man will still use it to manipulate today. Yeah. Today mm. it's still being used to manipulate. So I can't mm. stand there. I can't sit here mm. as a Christian mm. and say that I don't get it. I 100% get it. Mm. I get it. So I think it's important to give people the space to lash out and to to just talk, let their feelings, let just let them speak their mind. Mm. You know. Um, mm. Would you, would you mind about... Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. That, that actually reminds me, I think we're going the same way, Michael. But that yeah. reminds me of a question that Afro, I think, brought up. or Not a question, but it was a quote. Someone that said that, you know, pe- preachers that don't, like, you know, speak out when these things happen are, are basically, I don't know what they're doing or they, they don't get the job title sort of thing. So... Recently, I, I, I probably said that like that. I can't remember. When the, when the Bible says be of one mind, yeah, this is what it's talking about. Yeah, this is what it's talking about. <laughs> So recently I saw a video of um, yeah. uh, Hillsong, head pastor of Hillsong in the, the UK branch saying that, you know, it was an American. I, to, be, to be honest, I didn't see the full, I didn't watch the full video. I probably should have before coming up here and saying, I saw this video, blah, blah, blah. But um, what it did seem to, what it, what it did sound like, or what it did seem like, he basically said that, you know, that, you know, that's, that's in America. And it's not over here, pretty much. Just paraphrasing. Yeah. He basically yeah. said that's an American thing. Mm-hmm. We're in the UK. Yeah. And so, what do you guys think about that? And how, as believers, should we feel about a statement like that? Mm. Do, you want, well, do you want to go first, Michael? Uh, I guess I'll, I'll I'll go, but obviously, Afro's a. I'm a Hillsong attendee. Hillsong attendee. So we want to hear that. That's your pastor. That's your pastor. That's my pastor. That's my pastor, fam. Pastor, fam. (laughs) You know what? When I so I saw that clip and I thought, okay, cool. Man's talk. Man said that it's not right for him to speak on um, an issue that's happening in the US. Now I found that very strange for for three reasons. Yeah. Firstly, uh, he's a white man. Okay, we can't deny it. Gary Clark is a white man who is a pastor of a, a multicultural congregation, head of head pastor of Hillsong London, London, one of the most multicultural cities in the world. And you're telling me that you are not going to speak out on an issue that affects people of uh, a culture that is directly proportionate to your church, in your leadership, and also in your um, in your congregation. So that was what, one of the reasons why I found it strange. I also found it strange because um, when he said he's not going to speak out on a foreign issue, an issue that's in the US and has nothing to do with you know where he lives, he doesn't live in the US, he said, right? I thought to myself, but hold on, the whole year, as well, I used to go to Hillsong, the whole year we are, you know, as part of their global initiatives and their giving initiatives and their, their, their charitable, uh, you know, service that they that they give is like all of these global initiatives, whether it's like A21 campaign, um, trafficking, global trafficking, 
um, compassion, compassion. You you know, sponsor a child in Uganda, yeah. different countries in in the, in Africa. And I'm thinking, wait, but you don't live there. But that's a that's a global issue that you are encouraging your congregation to to actively give to, and you're speaking out about. You know, lengthy yeah. lengthy um, presentations about you know this this particular issue. Then I found it odd because what I felt like he did in that moment, and I'm not saying that he's not he's 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 to be you know he can't correct himself or he can't come back from this. But what I found odd is that he was doing something that was very antithetical to what the Bible promotes, which is to speak out against injustice. Regardless of whether where the injustice is happening, the injustice could be happening in Syria. The injustice could be happening in Eritrea. The, the injustice could be happening in Minneapolis. It doesn't matter where the injustice is happening. Speak out about it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the Bible actively promotes us to speak out and seek out injustice as believers. We're not supposed to be mousy and quiet and politically correct. Jesus was not politically correct. So for myself, I'm kind of like. This this ain't this ain't what the Bible's teaching to do. You're a white man with with multicultural congregation, and you're always telling us to give to global initiatives. So why on this particular global initiative do you not want to have your say so? And I think the reason mm. being for that is because as a mega church and as a big church, they have to be um, you know they have to be careful of their brand, you know. And this is where brand awareness, brand versus church, kind of comes in for me because I'm like. Fam, like, you're, you're being politically correct. Do you see what I'm saying? He was trying to be politically correct, and this is where political correctness backfired on him. Um, they tried to salvage it, though, with a, with a thing on Monday. But, and that was uh, trash as well. My, my, thing is, my thing is, yeah, if, if George Floyd was a pastor at Hillsong, he would have something to say about it. Mm-hmm. If George Floyd was a minister... Ah! Uh, uh, if the, we all know who they are. Anyway, anyway, but yeah, um, if if George Floyd was a minister at Hillsong in the, in an American branch in New York or uh, you know Minnesota, like if they they probably have a Hillsong there, but yeah, if he was a minister there, he would mention it. He would speak about it. He would he would speak on it, but. Because the person is not one of his, he doesn't. Like, th- there's something that I was talking to. I was talking to um, my my girlfriend about it actually, and I was I was just kind of saying it because I was speaking to myself as well. I was saying that look, yeah, we all scream, you know, we all say, we all tweet and say, you know, Black Lives Matter, but it seems like we're saying it and we know it's true, but that Black Lives don't matter to us, but they matter. They just don't matter to us. Mm. or they matter but they don't matter to me mm. why do I say it like that because for example I've seen oh, this I don't be oh, I've seen one Don there's one Don on my Facebook here he will post a book about about animal cruelty yeah mm. about pigs being slaughtered for my bacon about cows being slaughtered for my hamburger yeah <laughs> but then but then when it's when it's george floyd now yeah when it's human lives Island. not just george floyd he'll he'll just say oh black lives matter with the fist and the multicolored triangle this thing mm-hmm. where's his book mm. <laughs> mm. where's his book mm, mm, mm. he will go he will go and defend the trees 
The trees, blood. They, eat, <laughs> they, 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 they love dogs more than they love people, you know. This UK. For real, They love my food more than they love me. They love your music more than they love you. <laughs> well, and your Bam, it's like Black Lives Matter, but they don't matter to so many people. It's like, that's that's why I feel like this pastor would say something like that, because he's like, okay, cool. Yes, someone has died. Yes, Black Lives Matter, but I'm not going to really gonna speak on it. But if that person was a, a part of Hillsong leadership, a part of, if he was a head pastor at Hillsong in America, he would have spoken on it. Because that would be one of his. Why, why would you not, why would you not speak on it? I feel like, I, I, I ain't like, said my point yet. I ain't said my no, point. No, no, oh, don't worry. We're gearing for you, bro. We're gearing okay, for cool. you. Okay, cool. Because, yeah, in fact, let's, let's get you up right now, bro. Come, step up to the plate, bro. Let's, All right. Um, the Afro went ham on Hillsong Landers commentary, <laughs> I'll see. Back on I had to. Here. I had to. I had to. Um, man, I was so disappointed. Because, oh. like, a lot of people don't know yet. I've had to ride for Hillsong. Like, <laughs> before I, like, nobody knows what I had to go through to get to Hillsong. Yeah. Right? Mm. I had to ride yeah. for Hillsong, yeah? And to see that, I wasn't even surprised. I was just disappointed. I was disgusted, you know? Mm. I was absolutely disgusted. Because mm. my, my problem is, yeah, racism is not just an issue in the US. Racism happens in your backyard. It happens in the UK. You know, yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people tend to say that, you know, the racism in the US is a lot more, you know, it's a lot more overt. We know what's going on there in comparison to the UK. I'm like, nah, bruv. Man's been stopped and searched for no reason. No, no yeah. reason. Yeah. Oh, only, yeah, yeah, yeah. only reason, the only denominator, common denominator is my skin colour. And I'm not the only person that's experienced that. So you can't mm. tell me that the racism is, is, is different. No, it's the same. For goodness sake. America is the UK's demon child. Mm-hmm. It's America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that, is, that is the UK's demon child. They created that disgusting country. Say that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you can't tell me that racism isn't here because I can I can bring up thousands and thousands of black women, black men that have gone through this. Mm. So you can't. T- so what that shows me here is that you are oblivious mm. to probably what your congregation have gone through what yeah. your black leaders yeah. have gone through right, and you right. call your and, and, and you you call yourself a pastor you're not meant as a pastor you're not meant to live in a bubble you are not supposed to live in a bubble we could go even deeper but then that'll be taken away from the subject because i can say go ting. go go let's go let's i can go. say things so, sometimes i feel as if there's like a socio so, economic class division within the church so when you are oh. a certain bracket yeah it's almost as if you forget about what happens to the common man you forget fam let's be honest with ourselves that's why them man will do more Bob, i'm criticizing hillsong because they're pissing me off yeah that's why them man will have so many presentations and stuff about look at what we've done look at what we've done they got a white man savior complex mm. they got it fam that's why them man are in africa all the time <laughs> Yeah, but when it comes to talking about things that are that are are, 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 are are recent news, like black lives, people dying, men dying, men being shot, women being shot, you know, Sandra Bland flipping, um, uh, George Floyd, Brianna uh, um, Taylor, so many people have died, but you don't want to speak about that. I swear, your global t- church. Oh yeah, go to Carl Lentz and go and get 
um, teaching from him. Cause he knows the thing. Greg Clark don't know the thing. He doesn't know the thing. It's 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 a it's appalling. And then then last night, yeah, because I caught a snippet of it, because man's busy in it, yeah. But I caught a snippet of the of the conversation that they were having, yeah. They got the North London pastor, yeah, and his wife, yeah. So two token blacks, yeah, and they got Ashley the presenter, the regular presenter in Hillsong, yeah, another token black, yeah, and they got Greg, and they were talking about race, yeah. Greg was just digging himself a bigger hole, bigger hole. He didn't even know about, <laughs> didn't even know about a mom, um, Aubrey. Do you know what he said? He was like, what's his name again? That guy. I'm like, blood, you didn't even do no research. So what I did, yeah, because I was, I was getting ham on them. I had to, because I just felt, I just felt so, I felt as if I needed to. Yeah. So mm. I went on their Instagram page, yeah, and I just told them, like, listen, guys, you guys are still being clowns. Like, this is pathetic. Like, even the eight, even the, the the talk on racism was complete waffle. And then a leader, one of the church leaders, reached out to me, and she said, um, "Oh, if you, um, um, what she say again? She was like, oh, um, oh, please, Falabi, do not forget, do not forget, do not forget. Hold on, let me check my phone. I'll remember real quick. Give me one second, guys. Very sorry. I don't know why I'm forgetting. Yeah, I received this bit of Enoch now. I was." <laughs> um, yeah. What she say? Even people are even commenting to me now, man. Go away, bud. Um. Okay, so she was like, right. Um, if you'd have watched the eight pm service, eight, the eight pm service that happened on the Sunday as well in the evening, you would have seen that you know it was corrected. I was like, but it wasn't Greg, though. It wasn't Greg that was Gary, apologizing. Gary. Uh, who? Gary. Gary. It wasn't Gary, sorry. I'm even forgetting his names. Forget. It's already leaving me. Um, <laughs> even um, even Gary. Uh, um, they, it wasn't Gary that came up to apologize. It was somebody else. So I'm like, and I also said that they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have held the racism conversation the next day. I said what they should have done. Yeah, is that they should have one. A great or Gary should have come out and apologized. Number one, and then he should have said that. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to actually talk to people about this. I'm going to apologise, but I'm going to come back and address this on Sunday. Give himself time to understand because you're not going to gather all the information in 24 hours. Because for me, it just looked like a PR stunt, if I'm being honest. Um, mm. So he should have spoken to black people, black leaders, understood their experience and what they've had to go through. Just so he understands, because it's, it's mad to me, a man that's 60 years old has gone through a lot of life, yeah, that's lived in London for over 20 years, yeah, has no idea about racism even in this country. Man said racism is in America. Joker. Mm. Joker. You know? So, you know, you know, the, just, just, you know what the maddest thing is? His yeah. daughter, one of his daughter's best friends is a black woman. Wow. Bruh. And even, and you know, it's funny as well, yeah? The, the, the one of the leaders that got back to me, she said, that, oh, this is a complex issue and we hope that, um, you know, the Holy Spirit helps us. I was like, no, it's not complex. I didn't even, I didn't respond back to her because she was pissed me off. And it's not complex. It's not complex, I'm, man. I'm sorry. We don't, this whole, um, don't, use the Holy Spirit. don't use that. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that whole Holy Spirit thing because I'm just like, you're just, what you're trying to do is basically say that, like you're trying to create like a oh we need the Holy Spirit to kind of you're not holding him to account. No, just use your actual brain. Use your brain. Use your brain to actually hear other people's perspectives and and be corrected. Well, sometimes yeah. it gets too ethereal. Sometimes stop mm. doing that. We, we don't, this is not the time for ethereal thinking. Like God actually created man in His own image. Every single one of us mm. and the the different varieties and cultures that we all come from. 
was 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 his idea and that creation. You don't mm. need to be coming with, oh, the Holy Spirit needs to tell us how we stop that, man. It's it's mm. so frustrating, and that's why people get annoyed because it becomes this whole over spiritualized conversation, which it doesn't need to be. We just mm. need to be very to the point and you know matter of fact about things like this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so that was just you know that was just my whole Monday, to be honest with you. Um, very frustrating. It was very. I'm, I'm exhausted. I won't lie to you. I'm very, very exhausted. Because now I've got to start thinking about uh, moving to a new church. Because trust me, I ain't going back. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not going back. Huh? Yeah. Is it a boycott thing? Yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. They were like, some people were like, extend grace. And even you told me to extend grace. And I hear that. Extend grace, yeah. I can extend grace while not being there. I'm not there. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, so, you're, so you're cancelling them after our cancel I'm not cancelling them. I'm not cancelling them. No, 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 no. Everyone could grow, but I'm not there. I'm mm. not going to be there. Everyone could well, grow. Why don't, you, why don't you teach them to grow, Afro? Why don't you teach them to grow? Um, to, to be honest, I have a few thoughts. I don't know if I want to talk about it now. I don't know how I feel about uh, mega churches, to be honest with you. No. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I, and I, I compare them to, like, multinational companies. I've worked for multinational companies. Yeah, they don't they work. Are. They don't they, work. We all are, know that. They are literally like MNCs. And that, this is this is this is kind of going back to the point I was making before. Like, I think what we need to do, because what some people have said is that if Gary did address the situation, then we might still have like attacked him because he didn't say what exactly we wanted him to say. Now, whilst when I say extend grace, I mean allow people the, the opportunity to be corrected and that kind of a thing, but definitely pull them up, but allow them the opportunity to be corrected. Mm. Um but I feel like if you're, yeah, mega church, it can be difficult, man, because because they because effectively they Hillsong everybody knows when you go to Hillsong it's a very inviting, very mm. oh yeah come on mm. welcome home welcome in you know very trying to be inclusive you know mm. we've seen diversity uh, mm. take precedent with stuff like their um, Christmas productions you know they do the Africa part they do the mm. this part this you know what I'm saying like we've seen them try a thing and with their leadership. You know, they've seen that, for example, Bermondsey, where it's located, they needed a black leader, hence why you have Phil Che there. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Someone who's relevant for the, the culture yeah. there. Um, but I do think when it comes to these mega church things, you could, the political correctness can just be too much, man. You can't please everybody, and I think... You can't please everyone, and I think if that's it, if what it's not la- If it's not in, in line with the words, and I understand... Listen, I even understand the pressures that they go through, yeah? Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, and I'm speaking to myself because God knows what can happen in my life, yeah. But like, if it's not in line with the word, yeah, bruv, you gotta let you gotta cut it out, man. Yeah. I can't lie, you gotta cut it out because you can't please everybody. Can't. But um, you can't, you can't, yeah, and, I think, and I think, I think that's what they're having to realize now. They can't, they can't just continue to stand on the sidelines. You know, kind of like kind of getting involved, but not. Yeah. And you know what's funny now? Do you know what's funny? Do you know what's funny? Because I went on their Instagram page um, today as well. They're participating in Blackout Tuesday. So it's almost as if they're waiting for the the green light. Okay, everyone's involved. Now we're involved. You know, like, do you really care about your black leaders? Do you care about your black congregation? Or are we just are we are, are we just there to, to show that you that you're that uh, you know are we there to fill your diversity quota? Are we there to fill your diversity? Because that's how it was in my old employers as well, yeah? 
when it, when it, when it, they used to scream about diversity, yeah. But these times, when an Asian man is asking me if I live in a tree, yeah, is that is that is that diversity? Mm. These times, when a white man, yeah, is saying that myself and my boss are gangsters, referring to us as gangsters, and we're, we're the ghettos. only black people we're in the melting. Excuse we're me. Ghettos, isn't it? It's like yeah. Nonsense. Trash. It's trash, man. So Hillsong have to have a look at themselves. Not just Greg Clark, yeah? All of them, man. All of them, man. Bill Houston, them man there, all of them. They have to look at themselves. Yeah. They have to look at themselves. Because even Bill Houston responded. I was like, for me, I just didn't even believe a damn thing that he was saying. What did he say? Obviously, all the correct things that you will You're talking say. about Bill Johnson, Bethel Church guy? No, I'm talking about no, Bill, Bill Houston. Why Houston. Houston, sorry. Brian, 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 my guy. Oh, Brian, Brian. Brian, Brian Houston, yeah. Even he came out and he said, you know, all the things that you would expect somebody to say, you know, we we uh, we believe in equality, you know, our prayers are with those in America, blah, 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 yeah. It, for me, it just felt like, it just felt like just an automatic response that his personal assistant wrote up because, you know, Greg messed up. Gra- Gary messed up. I can't remember his name anymore. Gary messed up, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, yeah, this this is, this opens up a big conversation about like the difference between the white and black Christian experience. Yeah, like, I'll never forget my mentor saying to me once, like, sometimes when it comes to you know certain white aristocratic Christians, their problems are very much like, oh, it's windy today, we can't take this the boat out for a sail on the seas. Do you know what I mean? On our private voyage or whatever it is. Do you see what I'm saying? That could it could be that or or literally all oh, the vineyard didn't grow any uh, wine this year like that he literally because he's the, my mentors are, like he, he, i want problems like that you know what i'm saying <laughs> i want problems like that he frequents in them kind of like you know them kind of circles he's a christian but also you know where his position is he, he he's able to see christians in, who are you know the mega rich christians and so on and so forth mm. and i'm kind of like is that it goes back to your point, Afro? Is that what the leadership of Hillsong actually are? Are they, you know, rich? You know, my problems are my vineyard isn't growing the, the crops that mm. I want it to grow. When really and truly, <laughs> there are real black pe- people who are suffering in the world, and, mm. and the black experience from a Christian black the black Christian experience is just so different to the white Christian experience, mm. and the way we look at God is different because yeah. of our history. Um, we can't negate we can't negate our race from our experiences we can't and black people make up such a large um, proportion of uh, Hillsong's population especially in London Mm. massive massive amounts and even that is a conversation as well that one the fact that we're all there is a conversation in itself because we were I was talking to Kieran about that yesterday and about you know our experiences in um, traditional African churches, you know, and why we would never go back. <laughs> and you're almost trying to find a home somewhere. Where are we else. gonna go? Where, know, we, where are we gonna go? Because this is the thing. Like, I feel like for black people, a lot. Of, do you know what? I remember when I was at Hillsong. The narrative I used to hear from black people there was, "I moved to Hillsong because I didn't want to go to Af Church anymore." Or my last church that I went to that was predominantly black scarred me for some, yeah. some whatever reason. So I moved to Hillsong. Mm. Now Hillsong's doing it. It's like, where... It's almost like people want, like, a... Where are we going now? Where's everyone going? I don't know, man. I don't know. I I won't lie to you. I want to be as honest 
as possible, especially to the listeners. I just feel lost right now. Mm. Not in my faith, but I'm like, where do I go and worship? So what, what to do and yeah, just do just just do online churches, fam. There's better online churches. You're calm to, right To be now. honest, I have been because I, I again, I'll be honest again. I watched Hillsong in like ten weeks. <laughs> I've been watching. I've been watching Michael's church throughout the whole lockdown every I'm, Sunday. Anybody who wants to do tabla do, but yeah, mm. I think this is also a good opportunity, though. Like what you said, you know, for people to like browse around different churches. Because depending on how long this, I know we're coming to the end of quarantine, but depending on how long this lasts, because when, when we can't technically gather as a big church at the moment, still, anyway, yeah, guys, just be checking out online churches as well, man. And what mm. do you think in terms of um, what? Oh God, what 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 should what should the black Christian do right now in the midst of yeah, all this? So, so I think first things first. There's there's something that you said that was quite key earlier, Michael. Mm. You said you had a white friend and you're telling them that how you you know how you think when you walk past a police policeman, you're thinking, oh, he's probably going to think I'm a, a thug or something. I think what we should do is open up conversations with our white friends, our black friends too, because some of us don't even realise it. I, it was only yesterday, because ever since since all this kind of kicked off, I've been in deep thought, like, I've been in, in deep, deep thought, and noticeable as well. Like it's, no, like, it's noticeable that I've been, like, kind of, like, spaced out, just thinking a lot. And one thing I noticed is that we're so used to it, like we're basically used to we we expect racism yeah. and we're used to it therefore we don't do anything about it because we're like this is the norm yep. this is life i remember a while ago i went into a store savers i went into savers mm-hmm. um i can't remember what i was getting but i couldn't find uh, a certain cream or something that i was looking for so it took me a while eventually um eventually i was like okay bunny i'm not gonna get it whatever got everything else i needed and then, you know, as I was going out, the, secu- the police like stopped me and the security guard was like, yeah, that's him. And then they were like, oh, sorry, can we check your bags, please? Like, is it okay if we could check your, your like what you have in your bag and stuff? And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, fine. And I was like, and I was, in my head, I was like, like what, what's going on here? But then they were like, basically, um, the security guard called us because you were taking a long while, like, basically unusually a long while in the in in Savers store and I was just kind of like okay like fine check it I was like here's my receipt and <laughs> I was like here's my receipt check it the thing is it's not like I was like I wasn't surprised when that happened to me people now all the Black Lives Matter um, hooligans will now come and scream and be like wow this outrageous outrageous but at the time like even then even them the ones that are screaming this is outrageous back then they would have been like oh yeah like yeah of course that's how they're gonna that's how they're gonna do it because it's normal though oh, that's how it's what we see it as normal it's, no, it's not we see it as normal it's we not see, good though that's what we think it's not a good thing but that's how we think yeah we go somewhere and we're thinking oh boy i'm the only black person here why do we think like that mm. Why do you even have to think about that? We feel guilty. We feel conscious. We don't want to act. We don't want to be ourselves because, oh, we don't want to be out of character 
yeah. it had said all white barbecue or all yeah. Asian this thing and whatever. Mm. And I was like, basically, because I was talking to my girlfriend about it, I was like, look, when I go to, if I was to come and meet like your whole family, mm. I'm going to be conscious thinking, uh, uh, I wonder what they think about black people. Are they yeah. going to think I'm some sort of thug because I've got a beard? Yeah. And this type of hair? Like, I'm, I'm conscious about these things. And I was like, but how do you feel when you meet my parents? She's, or my family? She's like, no way. And it's like, it's that. I'm like, okay, cool. There you go. If you say that, okay, okay, all races experience racism. That's true. But <laughs> when it comes to black people, there is a different level because we're so conditioned to it. Yeah. We can go to a work do and think, boy, I'm the only black person at this work do. Do you know what I mean? To, I wonder to what be honest, that's why I avoid that's why I avoid um, events where I might be the only white guy. Like even work black guy. The only, the only black, black guy. That's the only white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Self hate. <laughs> like I, I avoid events where I'm like the only black guy because I just I feel so uncomfortable because I just feel as if sometimes I feel as if like I've been labelled one as the black guy, but then also as the class clown or the, the clown of the group. Mm. Like I'm there to make jokes mm-hmm. like dance boy, dance boy, make yeah. us laugh. Yeah. Make mm-hmm. us laugh because I like busting jokes anyway. And when, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just thinking about this now because I'm the only black in my workplace now, right? <laughs> like, there used to be more of us, but some people got made redundant or they left um, and got better jobs. So I'm the only black. And actually, no, there's one black and there's a mixed race girl as well. She's actually cool. Um, but like, I'm the only black male in the, in, in, in the company, right? So sometimes I feel very conscious when we're going for drinks here, for work drinks. I'm the only guy and like, we, we, we might go to a pub, right? Go to a pub, yeah? I'm more like, more than likely, the only black guy in that entire building. I feel uncomfortable, family. I feel right. so uncomfortable. And, when we went Cotswolds, mm-hmm. I, to- I don't know if I've told you guys yet, every time we go Tesco, yeah? When we go to Cotswolds, yeah? I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, I remember. I felt uncomfortable. Yeah. Because the, the there's only that made me feel 12 of us that are black. Yeah, the only, the only thing that made me comfortable is because I wasn't on my own. I was with you guys. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the only thing that kind of kept me, like, not looking over my shoulder. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy that, after, ask your friends that are, you know, Asian, um, Oriental, or, you know, Indian, or, you know, any any other race, and ask them if they feel the same way when it comes to work dues, if they're, like, if they're mm. thinking the same, if they were to meet your friends, if they were to meet... Do you know what I mean? Because mm. me, if I had a white friend and then I was going to meet their white friends... Mm. I would think that. I would think, oh boy, like, I wonder what they're going to think straight off the bat, or maybe not, but I still have that feeling of, oh, whatever. And in the same way, like, do they think likewise? And I feel like, I feel like that these are the conversations we need to have with our with our people, like our friends, um, our family, our loved ones. Like, we need to tell them how we feel when it comes to this like because of that store thing, because of savers, now every time I'm in a shop, I'm I'm weary. Like how long am I? How long have I been in the store for? Mm. All right, cool. I need to get out. I get what I get. I need to go. I don't shop for too long, you know. It's so traumatic when you deep it because why? Why? And you don't. And that's the thing I never realized until recently that I was yeah, like, oh, I'm always quick when it comes to the and store. And we think it's normal. 
It's just mm-hmm. our normal pattern. It's like, oh, I've been in here too. Okay, the security guard looking at me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, even when we're in groups, like, guys, I'm sure we've all said it to each other. Like, oh, boy, there are security guards bear watching us. Like, we know, like, we notice yeah. these things. Yeah. We joke about yeah. it. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, this is life. And then we get on, we, we do what we want to do and leave. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We like, we know that security guards are watching us, you know? And we, we, have, such a, we have such an impact on this world here. Yeah? Like the contributions mm. of black people to this world, to its establishments, to what we contribute to, to so much. And people just think, mm-hmm. oh, it's sport or entertainment. It's so deeper than that. Like, mm-hmm. and, all our contributions and yet we can't we still can't be valued as a normal human being Do you know what i personally don't like you know when um you know when black people are referred to as marginalized groups or minority groups right mm-hmm. i get the sentiment i get the understanding of it why they say that but i'm thinking we're not no marginalized and not no um minority like black because <laughs> that for me makes it seem like white is the standard and then everything outside of that is then minority. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there has to come a point where white people realise they are not the standard. It's not white and then everything else underneath it. That's not how it works. And and I think, like, it's just, like, what this this killing has done and, you know, we, 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 we mourn with, like, the family of, you know, the Floyds, George Floyd and his family. But what this killing has done has really just erupted all of what Enoch's talking about, all of what Afro is talking about, all of what my experiences are, all, all that we've been like pushing down for years and years, our parents telling us work twice as hard as, as your white counterparts, put on your white voice when you come to work, um, yeah. don't yeah. act too black in, yeah. in fear of thingy. All of that is just now erupting. And we said, you know, we've had enough. Cause I think a lot of people, I think even non-white, you know, not non-white, non-black people, um, I had to ask the question today on my Instagram. I was like, are you tolerant or are you anti-racist? Because there's one thing to be tolerant of a black person, so long as they kind of fit into what you want the mold of a black person to, to be or what you think is acceptable. Yeah. And then there's anti-racist, no, I embrace you, all of your culture, all of your Nigerian culture, all of your Ugandan culture, all of your Jamaican culture, and all that you are and what you bring to the table. Workplaces right now, corporate UK and corporate America better be handing out black lives with matter land yards, I don't want to see no rainbow. I don't want to see no trees. <laughs> say WWF. Michael said no one talking the things. I don't, I don't want to say no WWF. Save the pandas. Save the kittens. I don't want to see no RSPCA. I don't want to see none of it. Yeah, I don't want to see no animal business until we're seeing Black Lives Matter. Because at the yeah. end of the day, we're human, right? We're and human. we deserve that dignity. I don't want to see. I don't want to see none of it. I absolutely do not want to see. No one should chat because it, it was always something in the back of my mind when I was working. I was thinking. Why have we got these lanyards for for, for, for people in, in terms of who they sleep with? But yet there are black people who are suffering. So what you want me to wear a lanyard for who you lay down with at night? And I'm being so unapologetic about it as well. It's what you mm-hmm. do in the middle of the night with your lover is your business. Why do I need to wear a lanyard for that? When so, yeah, to make you happy or whatever. Exactly. Why do I that's got no you no one's dying. You lot are smashing each other and enjoying yourselves. Like mm-hmm. I'm not wearing a, a lanyard for that. No one should bring none of that to me. Until until we have black matter, black lives matter lanyards. To be very honest and frank, yeah, like every it's gonna be it's gonna be funny because I don't work for a big company anymore. So mm. the response that I've gotten, I, I, I'll be honest, like I work for a company where they're very, I, I could be myself. I'm totally myself when I'm at work. 
I speak about black issues. I'm very vocal about it. You know, um, they give me that space, if I'm being honest. And even then, they, um, the CEO sent an email out and he said, that, what can we do to change? How can we be more inclusive? Because he said, I'll be honest, our, our, our board of directors are male and white, right? <laughs> so even then, they're still asking. They want to know, what can we do? And I'm still, I want to respond, but I don't even know what I... What I what to say because that, to be given that opportunity in the first place even be able to speak here it's a lot so you don't want to mess it up so yeah. i'm just i'm really trying to think okay what do i my, do first, I my first thing is to conversate com, have that conversation talk to them yeah let them let them talk to you and you talk and you ask them questions what are their experiences with, what have their experiences with black people been like Mm. And then you tell them how your experiences with white people have been like, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. Talk yeah. about it. Because just like mental health, if we don't talk about it, it's going to stay there. And it's mm. always going to be a problem. If we don't, if we keep silent about this thing and we don't talk about what is eating us, it's always going to be a problem. Mm. So we have to talk about race, whether it's a hard topic, whether it's an easy topic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It it's not be, going to be an easy topic. It's not going to be easy. It, mm. it has to get to the point where you're actually very honest about, yeah, you want to hear them say, oh, yeah, well, I think black people are like this, or I've, I've always mm. thought black people were that and that. You want to hear them say that. Don't, don't, you don't want them to pacify it because you want them to get it out so mm. that you can correct yeah. it. Because if you, if they don't right. say it, then, you know, and you want to be able to say, well, so on and so forth. It's not going to be an easy conversation. It's going to be yeah, a hard yeah, conversation. Yeah, tell them to be honest with themselves. They need to be honest with you. They need to be honest with themselves. Like, literally, just dig deep and be like, look, this is what I think when I see a black person or whatever. And that, and that's the thing. It's like, and up until recently, like, you know, even, even me, when I see a black guy on the street or whatever, or like a young guy, or, you know, got trousers a certain way, I'm like, oh, boy. It comes trouble, or is he going to try and move to me? Why is he looking at me like that? Like mm. th- that, we're so wired to think like that. Mm. Till recently, I saw a similar black guy, all black towel, tracksuit, bottom, trousers saggy, and I went, "Oh, you right, bro?" He's like, "Yeah," and all that. Yeah, it was good. There, there, nudge. And that was it. He went on about his business. He didn't try mm. to move me. He didn't try to do anything. Mm. But this is what we feel, and if we don't speak about it. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's always yeah. going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. and I think just funny just to bring it back here. That's why the white man don't want us to talk about it. Because if we speak about it, then we're resolving the issue. And if we resolve the issue, then that means that their power is has diminished. Right. You know, they they don't want that. And I'm talking about the the white ruling class. I'm not talking about all white people. Um, mm. But I do believe all white people have a have a part to play in this as well don't be complicit with the issue speak on it if you if mm. you, if you are really anti-racist yeah if you're really anti-racist you will use your privilege as a means to dismantle this disgusting complex um um structure that has been in place for thousands of years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hundreds of years in fact mm-hmm. yeah correct so yeah that's how i feel gary do your bit Hillsong, do your bit in it, you know. Um, yeah, man. Your bit, man. Jeez, boy, I don't know. With the way this thing is transpiring, we might be back again with uh, part two on how uh, things are transpiring. Do you know it's what? Heavy, yeah, I, heavy. It's emotionally strenuous to just be 
I feel like black people are just releasing themselves now. They're just like, oh, like, I need a release because yeah. it's just, it's emotionally strenuous to see one of our own be killed mercilessly at the hands of, you know, servants of the community. Mm. Um, we're just tired, man. I think we're ready. It's the new normal for coronavirus and it's, it's going to be the new normal for how we're going to operate in society as, you know, from a racial, cultural perspective. I'll be, be honest with you. I feel as if like, God forbid all of this, because I don't want anyone to die here. But I feel as if we're getting to a point where people are going to be prepared to die for this change. Civil unrest, yeah. For, 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 for change, because, like, how many times, how many times do we have to see a black man die unlawfully because of the irresponsibility of a policeman or a racist man, you know? Like, enough is enough, man. Like, and I can't even lie, yo... If you see me, if you see me in the riots, yeah, yeah. If you see me in the riots, just don't do anything for us, you know. Um, I, I I believe in that riot business. I'm down for the riots, boy. I, I believe in that. I me, I don't condone no, me. I'm no, not, I don't. I, not the looting. I don't. Con- no, not the looting. Not the looting. I don't condone smashing. Yeah, I don't but I'm that. I'm talking about like, protesting. Oh, mm. I'm I'm ready to bang man in the face. Oh yeah, no, that's what I thought. That's the, that's what I did. I'm ready to bang man in the face. <laughs> I can't say I'm joking. That's just how my thoughts right now. But you know, God renew me in it. But no, that's, that's you already renewed that for you already renewed. Amen. But um, just live it. But that's the thing is, yeah, I'm 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 saying like you know, obviously, like the the thing is, I don't condone or agree with writing and violence and everything that's going on, but. But what else can we do? Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like what, that. Yeah, what else can we do? What that's do what do what do they want us to do? Be quiet about it. I wanna I wanna that's I wanna say something. Um, you know, um, Pastor Craig Groeschel. Yes, Pastor Craig Groeschel. Yeah. So um, he's the one that heads up Life Church um, yeah. in America. So I saw a video of him and his wife. He's like. Obviously, same video that everyone does, yeah. Like, I just like to, just like to send our condolences, you know, to the Floyd family. Mm. I just like to pray. I wanted to smash my phone. I was like, shut up, shut up. Do you know why? Yeah, because I'm like, prayer is key. It's important, and we need it. Yeah. It felt like a cop out to me, man. It just felt like a cop out. I'm like, shut <laughs> I feel like screaming. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. If I, am I bad for feeling that? No, way? no, no, no. You're not bad for, for thinking. You're that not way. the only one, though. You're not the only one. We all feel that way because, again, this becomes this conversation does not need to be solely a feel. Yes, okay, for believers, bring God in, of course. Like, let Him be in the center of this. But it doesn't need to be this ethereal. Ah, oh, we need to pray. Because I feel like when people say that, it's just, it's just. They feel genuine to me. It, it just feels like they're using prayer should not be used to negate what God has given you already, which is a brain to understand something and use action towards it. You yeah. don't need to pray when you have understanding. When mm. you have understanding about something, you don't need to pray about it. And mm. for me, I'm like, don't just use prayer as like a pray in your own closet. Pray in your closet. Do it in private. The Bible talks about praying in your closet in the private. Yeah, pray in with your wife in your own room. Yeah, do that, and then come to the to the platform and go, yo, we've just been praying. This is what we're saying. 
Social media makes people performative. I swear down. It's like everybody is a philistine. I'm not gonna lie. I swear down, bro. Everyone's just like, oh, we we, we just want to pray. Just want to pray for you. No, go to the front lines. Go to the front lines with man and stand with man. There were some there were some celebrities who were making some comments. I'm not even gonna comment who they were, but I was just like, you lot just seem so disingenuous. Like it just doesn't. It just. You know, I think after all this coronavirus and what we're seeing, yeah. This whole celebrity thing is just looking a bit mad because we're seeing that they're actually normal people. They have to hide in their house like us. They and like their their true colours are showing, bro. Mm. Mm. Disingenuous. Is that yeah, funny? I just I just don't want I don't want And I'm not saying it because I actually like um Potter Craig. You're right, right? This I like him. Brought to you by Highland Springs, sponsored <laughs> of the point podcast. So yeah, go ahead. Thanks for the check, Highland Springs. Amen. Well, I, like amen. Um but like I just Man, I just I don't want disingenuous people to align ourselves with us, and I'm not saying that about Pastor Craig. I like him, yeah, because I I think he's really I think he's really like he's a man of God for real, for real, yeah. But I just feel like there's no need to be performative. It felt performative to me. That's how I feel. It felt very performative, and and sometimes I feel like that with a lot of people, you know, a lot of people that we that call themselves men of God and that are even men of God that are men of God. You know, don't be a philistine. Do you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna ride with me, come to the protest and ride with man. And if we didn't have phones where we could just send out a message behind the, the comfort of our phone screens, we would have to show ourselves on the front lines. So, exactly. Don't yeah. from the comfort of your home. That's too easy. It's too easy. There are men that are actually dying, losing their eyeballs, um, getting shot at with rubber bullet, rubber bullets. Do you know what I'm saying? Like people are really riding for this change, yeah. You can't tell me all you did to contribute was to tell us that you prayed or that you prayed on Instagram, fam. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Be part of the change. Use your white privilege to really push change. And I'm not saying that he hasn't done that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying to people who are being performative, because you know who you are, yeah? Don't be, because we don't need you then. We don't need you. That's my thing. I'm done. Fire. That's Fire. all really. I love it, bro. You're correct. Absolutely correct. Well, um, yeah, man. I think, I think, yeah. Oh. Period, bro. It's, it's it's an intense time that we're going through. The frustration is there. Um, yeah, if we need to touch on this again, we definitely will. If we need to welcome any guests who want to talk on it, we definitely will. Yeah. Um, for you, those of you guys who are listening, you know, obviously, thank you for listening. Um, please share this around with you know your friends, your white friends, your non-black friends, people that you know who need to hear about the realities of what it is for the black experience, at least from the black male um, faith perspective. But we're tired, we're frustrated, we're angry, um, and we can't continue to see this happen anymore. We can't. Coronavirus has killed disproportionately more black people than any other race. And now this, the servants who are supposed to be serving us as police officers are killing us on top of it. No. Mm-hmm. But I've, even, I've even been reading the... the they, they put out the report today. So um, they, put, they put it out because they were under pressure. They, they were meant to put it out on Wednesday. Yeah, they were, but they didn't. Yeah, but now they've put it out, yeah. So I've been reading it. Boy, how people are dying, man. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. Oh, people are dying, bro. I, I won't be surprised if this turns into a real, real war. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, man. Anyway, um, unless you guys got anything else that you don't want to 
sharing this for now. Uh, I'm good. No, I think yeah, I think we said what we need. Yeah. Said, yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah, man. We stand with George Floyd, Ahmad Aubrey, all the rest of them. We stand with you guys, with your families. We send our condolences, our prayers for comfort to you guys. Um, We pray that God will comfort you guys' hearts during this time. And for all of those across the UK, the US, Africa, um, wherever black lives are, they matter. Um, And so with that, yeah, we just wanted to share our perspective. But thank you for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Um, We'll see how this story develops and we'll uh, we'll pick up from there. Cool, brothers. Love every time. Hey, is it recorded, bro? It's all done. Recorded. Love you, love you. We love you, we love you. All right, in a bit. All right, in a bit. Peace, peace.